0: John. And I'm Nick. And you're listening to The our
1: Archive, our ever growing library of everything. One hour at a time. All
0: right. Yeah, come on in. Uh, happy holidays.
1: Happy holidays! You can tell.
0: Happy holidays. <laughs> you can tell that it's the holidays because, in the background, there's like CeeLo Green or somebody playing. <laughs> 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 we uh, occasionally we have uh, commemorated the holiday season by uh, featuring or doing episodes on. Uh, Retail oriented establishments. Specifically, the one that comes to mind is an early one that Drew and I did where we talked about toy stores uh, of the past. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. But uh, I think the idea for this episode came up um, a couple months ago, and it probably had more to do with just our own personal experiences of late. But I thought in the build up to uh, Christmas, Uh, we couldn't, uh, get out of the season without doing a, uh, retail trip.
1: And we are actually taking a trip.
0: Yes. We have gathered here in Ikea.
1: If you hadn't noticed the bad sound quality, that might have something to do with it. That's just Ikea. Just sound doesn't travel (laughs) well here. (laughs) There's a lot of different surfaces to reverberate (laughs) off of. It's difficult.
0: Um. So we're actually standing, uh, in a, uh, showroom, uh, kitchen. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at a, uh, an iHardig and a smata, which is a chopping board. Uh, over here, we've got a
1: beholmen, which is a, I guess a sink. Mm-hmm. And above that, a Nyamol, <laughs> which is a lamp, lampshade. <laughs>
0: I actually have a different type of nyamo in my uh, bedroom.
1: Do you? Yeah. If we see it, I'll I'll point it out. Um, Is it from here, or is that just what you call shades?
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I I guess uh, there was a time in my life where I had a lot more IKEA furniture or IKEA items in my house uh, Mm -hmm. than I do currently, but... Um, you know, there. I, I think if you have ever, if you've ever visited an IKEA, even once, chances are you probably own something from IKEA.
1: That that's a pretty fair thing to say because when you enter the store, uh, you know, it, I I feel like this is similar to one of your other passions of theme parks because they trap you on this ride where it feels like Homeworld or something uh, and it's just this labyrinth of, of fake rooms that you go through uh, that halfway through it you're like do I even know how to get out from here? And I, you don't. I don't. You don't know how to get out from and, there. Yeah. And that's by design. Yeah, you're right. You are trapped here. I, that's why I only come with Angie, because she has maps of it <laughs> and always brings <laughs> but snacks it changes. and stuff.
0: It changes. That's Does the it?
1: craziest thing. Yeah. I didn't
0: know we're gonna We're going to unveil maybe some secrets here um, that I've dug up through a, a flurry of research on mentalfloss.com.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's been through the dark web and found the secrets of Ikea. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so the showroom, like, I guess the, the stores are uh, split up into, like, three sections. There's, like, the, the showroom, which is a whole floor of these, um, fake rooms, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the marketplace, which is, like, a, uh, still has kind of a meandering path, but, um, you can just go there, find typical store shelves and items on them. Okay. Um, and then there's the cafe or the cafeteria. Um, I think
1: they have a name for it. but I'm not, we'll, we'll see a sign for it, I'm sure, as we go through here. Yeah. Um, I was very sad because I've been here a number of times, but I haven't ever eaten at the cafeteria. And I was, like, counting on that tonight to figure out the... You didn't eat it all today. <laughs> so <you> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starving. If we get lost, I'm in trouble.
0: <laughs> um, we'll get you a bottle of Lingenberry Jam to snack yeah. on somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you have not, um, you, you've been here a couple of times. Is this the only Ikea that you've ever been to, this St. Louis location? Yes. All right. Uh, but you'd heard of it before yes. coming here, yeah. right? Yeah, it kind of has this um, a, a legend that precedes it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you live in an area that doesn't have an Ikea, um, but you hear about it, people often speak of it in these, like, Tones of
1: wonder and awe, and or abject horror. When <laughs> there's one in Chicago, and sometimes people will be like, "I'm going to Chicago. Do you need anything from IKEA?" And it's
0: like <laughs> people, yeah. Went before there was a St. Louis location. Yeah. I
1: know many people who
0: would make a trip to Chicago, not even actually go into the city. They would just go to uh, Bowling Brook or uh, Schaumburg, which is where the two, oh, there's are two of them. There. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which Ooh. is always a source of frustration if you are one of the, um, IKEA faithful. The fact that that one city area has two locations and we More existed so long. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, um, with, uh, St. Louis is always like, uh, you can always tell that like, if something finally gets here, if there's like an established name that has some um, cachet in circles, mm-hmm. by the time there's a location in St. Louis, you can safely assume that it's no longer cool. Right. It's like, going out of business soon. <laughs> I remember like when I was a kid and I would see like things on MTV about Planet Hollywood restaurants in like New York mm-hmm. or L.A. or whatever. And I would think, God, I want there to be a Planet Hollywood. And they finally opened one in St. Louis in like the late 90s. And by that point, it was like already a total joke. Yeah. Nobody
1: went there. It died in, like, less than 10 years. Like, the only thing they had on the wall was John Travolta's shirt from, uh, Look Who's Talking.
0: <laughs> um, so Ikea was kind of the same way, where, like, it was this thing, well, I think the first time I ever heard of it was in Fight Club, um, oh. which, um, in the we movie, yeah, we just we started it tonight <laughs> in Ikea. Uh, there are references to it in, in the movie Fight Club. And even then it was kind of treated as sort of a joke. It was already this kind of punchline for, like, gentrification. Mm-hmm. Um, and But that was before I'd ever been. And it was probably another, like, ten years before I ever made it to a store. And it was one of the Chicago stores. Um, and I then later, I went to one in Texas.
1: I think I've been to probably three or four Ikea stores. Do you have an Ikea passport book that they stamp every time you go to one of them? It's called a smog dog. <laughs> I forgot that, yeah. Uh, yeah, but so
0: for someone, well, this probably won't surprise you, but as much as I love the theme park aspect of it, mm-hmm. I absolutely hate Ikea.
1: Uh, we were wondering about that. I, I hate I it. was as clueless as ever. I, I wasn't sure... <laughs> Which way you were going to go. But. I'm conflicted
0: about it, but at the end of the day, I hate it. And yeah. maybe I'll get into some reasons why. But um, So what we're going to do is walk through this store, talk a little bit about it, the elements of it. We'll go through uh, some factoids about Ikea and... I don't know what will really happen. This is the first time we've ever done like a field trip. Hopefully you get recording.
1: thrown out. <laughs> yeah, that's the main goal.
0: <laughs> we've already gotten like a few questioning looks
1: yeah, from people. So. a couple employees walking by like, do we need to report them? No, I'm just going to keep <laughs> eating my trail mix. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's it. But before we leave this room, John, what's so smart about this room? Well, this green space to grow herbs, a fun learning experience for children. That's yeah, what the have, sign
0: says. That's what the sign says. Um, yeah, there, there are these weird little um, anecdotal uh, signs throughout the store. My favorite one, we'll see it several times, is how urban living is a growing movement. Um, yes. Attached to a, a space that is approximately 680 square feet, but has four rooms crammed into it. Um, and, the, the, and this is probably one of the things that made IKEA popular um, from the get-go, is that it they uh they're not only offering you goods but um, almost as a loss leader or as a like a um a uh a hook you can get ideas it's sort of like walking through Pinterest when you go through an IKEA Absolutely. store and you you get ideas about how you can make certain elements of living spaces work for you
1: kind of um, it becomes like a lifestyle subscription to the store that has yeah. <laughs> like um you know there's a very popular website called I- IKEA hackers or IKEA hacks I oh, think yeah. that um is entirely based on their um taking the products that they already have, which are famously easy-ish to assemble, <laughs> and uh, doing some quick modifications to them to, like, turn a bookshelf into a room divider or things like that, okay. that uh, alter them a little bit, and you get a new piece of furniture out of it.
0: Yeah, I saw something, um, and they, they actually can tell when something has been featured in like a blog or on Pinterest or something in certain areas, because they will see products that are you know selling at a standard rate. All of a sudden, people sure. yeah they'll, mm-hmm. they won't be able to keep them in stock. So they can from that they they can know like okay this smanta somebody figured out how to paint this and turn it into a like a
1: the baseball would, game you Nemo know. <laughs> <laughs> cricket <laughs> cricket yeah. <laughs> um all right, do you want to move on to another room? Yeah, we're going to walk. All and right. uh, we're, the way that we're going to do this, the way that we go through
0: here, there's actually a path through these um, uh, different uh, show spaces. And there, the, the path is designed to make you feel lost. Um, it, <laughs> it winds throughout the store, making these, like, crazy sharp curves. Um, and... It, apparently, I haven't I haven't put this to the test, but allegedly, the it's required that the path make a turn every 50 feet, so that you don't get bored walking right. through it. Yeah, that's uh, you have to kind of stay conscious of your movements. To I think degree.
1: we talked about that during the episode about the um, new arch grounds. Is that idea of like having something always around the bend keeps people more interested. Keep you engaged. More yeah. interested, rather. Yeah. Um, can I stop you right here? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> All right, so the first time I came here um, was with Angie, and it was at this point, very early in our IKEA voyage, that I saw a former coworker that I hadn't seen in about 10 years. Uh, somebody that worked with Drew and I, actually. And on... Another day, I might have been like, hey, how's it going? But I just wasn't in the mood. And so I made that, like, split-second decision to just, like, pretend like I hadn't seen her. What I didn't know was that I was going to be You're walking you to within 30 feet of her for the next hour. <laughs> it was a bad decision. Um, and I didn't tell Angie about it, so, like, the, the whole time I'm just, like, kind of, like, tilting my back. It, it was probably the most like social anxiety moment of my life that I I just it was terrible terrible did
0: she continue to
1: um, yeah she she ignored me too no no yeah we we both like committed to it and uh, kept kept going and and now I can never say hi to her again you know (laughs) yeah right because you had that Ikea after like (laughs) 20 minutes of it it was just like okay we both know they're there so they must hate me, kind of thing. So yeah.
0: Anyway. IKEA changes and ruins lives. Yes. Um, but so the uh, the the path that we're on apparently has a name. I guess I should also preface this: like all the facts that I'm going to drop could just apply to certain stores. They could be just hearsay from somebody who used to work at IKEA, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years ago, but or lies from some 13-year-old on the dark <laughs> web. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess apparently this, the, the name of this path is the, the Long Natural Path or the Long Natural Way, which is even more stupid than you would expect the name <laughs> of the Nantia Path to be. All right. So we're, we're standing here at one of these um, urban living is a growing movement spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, comfy Comfort, function, and beauty in 590 square feet. Let's just check this out. Yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned, like, um, people coming through and, um, you know, you just kind of hang out and figure out how, how things could work for you or how you can define your lifestyle around these um, spaces. And um, the one thing, the reason that I've struggled with um, my hatred of IKEA is because there are, like, really valid reasons for me to dislike this company and the whole experience of shopping here. But there's also this aspect of it, which is that these rooms are fun to play in. It is mm-hmm. like an adult playground. Yeah. And if you are um, a, a twerp like me, you want to like just dive right
1: into that. Yeah. Like, wholeheartedly. So like I, I am mean, here. I'll tell you right now, on my bucket list is to poop in one of these places. <laughs> I don't know if they have toilets here, but at least in the Home Depot. <laughs> Uh, wait, hold on. Let me check to see if the water's working. Oh, no. Okay. So yeah. take functionality off of that list <laughs> <laughs> We we'll
0: check the fridge and see if there's anything in there. Lindenburger
1: jam. <laughs> there you go. You said you were hungry. Yeah. Uh,
0: what's up? All right. Oh, yeah. bathroom.
1: Oh, is there a toilet?
0: There is no toilet. There is a toilet.
1: Oh, God. John. Distract them. <laughs> open. Oh, somebody else has thought of this. <laughs> There's a nail in the top of it. Oh my God, somebody has definitely done that.
0: Yeah, and I bet these things. I oh know they're on some of the stuff is like pinned down, and some of it is like uh, movable. I guess like the the um, fixtures are sort of. Um, into the wall or whatever, but uh, other things.
1: I just invited John to in the shower with me, and I'm going to take a, a picture Hey, We can here. Yeah, come over here. There we go. No, nope, that's good radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, but so I like to come in here and just like... Um, mess around with things as much as possible, as much as you can. There was one, maybe we'll find it, one of these things had like a a clawfoot tub and uh, so one time I just like jumped into the clawfoot tub and sat there, um, like ran ahead of the group and sat there as long as I could hoping they would uh, come across me there. I'll come in here and I'll like, you know, break these glasses. So. <laughs> carve, <laughs> Good luck. Carve um, satanic messages into the, mm-hmm. this uh, cutting board surface here.
1: The table in front of us says John Hart's Chelsea on it. <laughs> You've been here before.
0: <laughs> this is my favorite living space.
1: <laughs> um,
0: People, this this is uh, not a new phenomenon, like kind of coming into these spaces and, and um, pretending to pretending as though they are your own dwelling. Um, so people have, well, most famously, I think there's a phenomenon in China where people just go into Ikea and nap for hours at a time. And the stores just kind of like learn to accept it. Hmm. Like they, as long as you're not making a disturbance, they will let you lie there and sleep. And I guess in some stores in the United States, they, they will allow that as well. Uh, I've heard evidence of that. Um,
1: but I think, do you want to test this right now. Let's try it. Right. Yeah.
0: Can't fall asleep. <laughs> Too much pressure. Um, but I've, uh, I've seen, uh, reports of, uh, people doing all kinds of other things in here, like playing hide and seek, um, oh, which yeah. they do frown upon. Apparently, um, there I, was a soap opera that was shot uh, or kind of a spoof of a soap opera. Oh. I can't think of what the name of it was, but we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, uh, Adam told me that there was
1: a porn shot in I- Ikea once. But I could totally believe that. Yeah, I haven't I can also believe that. that he's
0: the one who would
1: have that information. <laughs> it was either him or Drew, I'm pretty sure. It definitely wasn't me that just came across it. <laughs>
0: uh, I think probably the most, um, the coolest thing that I've ever seen um, was a, I think this was probably like 2006, 2007, and I think it was the Brooklyn store. Um, a group of friends did uh, hosted a dinner party in one of the dining room mm. setups where they actually brought in, like, um, wine and food. And uh, they brought in their own plates and
1: everything, but uh, set everything out. And they would have to cook it yeah. previously, unless they got it from the restaurant.
0: Yeah, I that's guess. true. They but, could, yeah, bring yeah. it over there. Um, anyway, we can, let's keep moving. All right. This, they say that urban living is a growing movement, but it's not growing on me.
1: Oh, I should add I have to do some shopping while I'm here (laughs) Uh, Angie asked me to get I hope it has the name in it A Besta A Besta Uh, Yeah, which I'm going to show you right now Uh, It's a little box Oh, okay So if you know how to navigate this store uh, if not, then in the end, we, we can... Now uh, we've got a mission. Yeah, we have a mission. We're on the hunt for Angie's best
0: oh. Well, this might be, as we make our way around here, this might be a good opportunity to talk about... The history, history of, IKEA. of IKEA. Uh Which is uh, both... Um, the stuff of legend and also uh, shrouded in some mystery and controversy um, which is part of the reason why um, I have some issues with it I think I found your besta oh
1: you did it wait we need the bigger one now oh um, maybe it's Do you need st- the Puda the... no it's a besta but it's like twice as long and poly you
0: know, uh, okay it's uh, a big besta yeah but oh, they don't seem to have so this is an interesting thing too um like, you you can walk through here and find all of this merchandise, and it's tagged, but it doesn't really appear as though it's something you can take with you. Yeah. Um, can you just pull that off the shelf? And you can, as far as I know. Um, but there are certain areas where they will just drop in a bin of stuff, and um, it's actually, like, a calculated tactic because... Uh, you You come to this bin full of stuff in the middle of these showrooms, and the the psychology behind it suggests that whatever 's in this bin has to be discounted because there 's a lot of it, and it 's here um, like where it doesn 't belong mm-hmm. so it seems like it 's extra special, um, but it isn 't discounted it 's just the regular price it 's just the sales tactic that they 've figured out. There's a lot of uh, interesting stuff that that I guess are ascribed to IKEA as like retail inventions or sales inventions, in, inventions, innovations. It, yeah, innovation. innovations. They, <laughs> innovations they, is they the created the word
1: innovation. But we were going to talk about the history of IKEA. So
0: IKEA starts with one dude, much like Disney World. Uh, And uh, that guy, his name was, let's pull over here into this kitchen, Invar Kamprad, yeah, Invar Kamprad, who, uh, he started the first store, uh, or he started selling things out of his house in uh, 1947.
1: When he was only 17. Yeah, he was a carpenter, uh, so I guess he started making all these things. And um, No, it started with him copying his dad's kitchen table. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, so for like a few years, he was just just making copies of that, and he started shipping them out and stuff, which became the beginning of his his retail business. Um, Because, you know, the the model for many years was mostly shipping. Um, Yeah. But then, yeah, a few years after that, he started expanding to other furniture. So they, um, the the
0: various products, I, I think it, it, initially it was just like consumer goods. And um, when he found that he could have some greater success with furniture, he kind of doubled down on that. And that was really what IKEA became known for in like the 50s and 60s um, in um, Sweden, which is where uh, he grew up, and I, the, the actual name Ikea is a, an acronym.
1: Um, so right, so the first two letters, letters are his first and last name, and then the second two are the farm that he grew up on and the nearby city. And even if I could find oh, wait, here we go. Elmchard Elmchard Eugenard Yeah, uh... Which is in
0: Smaland in southern Sweden. And Smaland is the name of the place at the front of IKEA where you drop your children off and yes. you
1: don't want them harassing you for yes. this two hour <laughs> odyssey. <laughs> um, which is like Swedish for small land. Yeah, which again, it's kind of like a Walt Disney thing. It's, it's a, very, yeah, very yeah. connected. You know another connection? Oh, <laughs> Turns out that uh, when Ingvar was 16, he uh, donated money to the New Swedish Movement, hmm. uh, which was a fascist group that was uh, Nazis. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, he did some recruitment and, uh, and you know, he was 16, Kind him yeah. some slack. Sure. Um, but um, he, he wrote a book in 99 or... Um, that he, he devoted two chapters of it To his, his life during that period and, um, he, uh, and He also wrote a letter To all of his employees And he called it the greatest mistake of his life So mm-hmm. he went on to publicly claim That he regretted it once he became a billionaire <laughs> <laughs> Yeah One of the, one of the richest uh, people In the world for a yeah. good chunk Of his life yeah. um, In 2010 Forbes called him the 11th Richest man in the world yeah,
0: um, and he makes all of that money in spite of the fact that uh, IKEA, the the parent company of IKEA, is actually a charitable organization. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is. Um, Let me see if I can find the exact uh,
1: name of it here. Um, he one thing to say about him is that he ran the business very efficiently, and they're they're kind of known for that. They're like a. Perfect model for um, you know a, a streamlined company from the top to the bottom, um, and he lived his life that way too. Like he was known for recycling tea bags and um, toilet paper and things like that, yeah. and uh, yeah. just was lived life very simply. Um, oh, uh, did you find that? Yeah, yeah,
0: um, the. Company is called Stichting Inga, Inga cool. Foundation. <laughs>
1: uh, this is so, going to be one of our best episodes
0: ever. Um, yeah, with an estimated endowment of over thirty-six billion. This is in two thousand and six. The Stichting Inga Foundation, arguably one of the world's uh, the world's largest charity as far as like it's how much bank it has. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The reason he was able to maintain such um, uh, grand wealth um, is that while the stores themselves are part of this uh, essentially not-for-profit organization, and that's done for tax evasion reasons. Yeah, I was about um, to say, like, yeah. uh, That's another efficiency that they've been able to, to work into their business plans, including this very store for which no...
1: Uh, property taxes are being paid in the city of St. Louis oh, man. for at least 45 years, or something like that. Um, <laughs> St. Louis won't even be around that long. <laughs> It'll just be an IKEA that is spread across the city. Um, but yeah, but so he, the,
0: there is a the company that owns the uh, brand and identity and the color palettes and the design aesthetics. That all comes from a uh, private company. Mm -hmm. which is uh, a subsidiary of the uh, non-profit organization. So, and while um, this may have changed since the information that I read, but uh, at at least as of like 2013, uh, because it's a private company, nobody knows exactly who owns that company, although you can probably guess
1: that it's Ingvar um, and his family. Yeah, which, um, so he passed away in January. Yeah. and uh, he, he stepped down a few years before that, um, and his youngest son uh, became, like, one of the higher-up chairman people. And then he has two other brothers that are in other leadership roles. And so when he passed on, he left um, his... So they have a... You know, the, we. we so there's some complicated money deals going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So his company that had a controlling stake in Ikea, uh, he left that to his three sons, uh, which is at the time is worth um, $1.5 billion. Um, now, the sad thing is that he had an adopted daughter with his previous wife who only got $300,000 after he died. Wow. Uh, a small fraction of, of what small fraction A smaller fraction, <laughs> uh, so yeah, they got like five hundred million each, and she got less than a million uh, yeah, that sucks yeah
0: well yeah um, it 's in keeping with the somewhat jerkish um, uh, patterns of behavior, as I mentioned they they sort of have this reputation for um, uh, sort of strong arming. Um, municipalities to bend to their will um, through tax abatement so um, another reason why they're able to maintain such huge profits Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah so here here's an example we're standing in front of an end cap that is in between two um, kitchen dining room demonstration areas and I'll take a picture of it we can put it in the show notes Um, but nothing here is on sale it's all just priced um regularly but because of the way that it's displayed here in the middle of this walkway you look at it and you think like oh i absolutely need an ordning because they're only two dollars and 49 cents for a limited time yeah i should get one and just grab one while i'm here because i don't know if i'll see this and cap anywhere else in the store." so do they not have sales in general or they do is that um, yeah but, and they will put stuff on clearance yeah um but it's just the the process by which they package and display their regularly priced items. Um, you think you're getting a deal when you're actually really not. Necessarily. Yeah. But yeah, we're actually coming
1: up on a sale item right here. <clears throat> we're going into the kitchen area now. I do need a new refrigerator. We ordered one four weeks ago, and it still hasn't come
0: in. Oh, you should just get one tonight. I should. So we're now um,
1: we're in section five, I think. Oh, hold on, you I that's to the Yes, sure. A uh, thing that looks almost like a subway map. Uh, well, for St. Louis, where there's only a line. <laughs> one line, <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty interesting uh, display of their various showrooms.
0: Yeah, what number are we at? Five.
1: Yeah. And they have a little three D war here thing going on there. Yeah. But now if you look um, right behind you, mm-hmm. you see there's a door hanging open. Yeah. Is that a warp zone? It is. It is exactly a warp zone. Are we allowed to warp or you, did I... We are totally allowed to warp. Should we or what what are we gonna miss? What will we
0: miss? Um, chairs. This shortcut I think takes us to dining. Oh, no, that goes back. We've already been there. Okay. That's a that's a, a warp. Back.
1: Oh, I yeah, see. A reverse we we missed it.
0: Yeah. But yeah, these shortcuts, um, they started putting them on those um, displays, the, the directory. Mm-hmm. But for a long time, they didn't. They were mostly there just to help um, stalkers get through the store faster and weren't initially intended for people to, to use them, and, except in the case of an emergency where you need to evacuate back Yeah. Um, but now they've, they've become part of the, the store process. So if you do need to move through quickly, you can, as a customer, you can use those uh, shortcuts. Uh, but the thing is, they apparently changed that, or at least this is what uh, somebody uh, uh, wrote in one of these articles that we'll put in the show notes so like the way it, in addition to the, the um, fixtures the furniture pieces that are in the storerooms uh, changing out um, seasonally or whenever they have new products um, they will actually move walls around move the, the shortcuts around throughout the store so you never every time you come to the store you could experience a, a completely different um, path or trajectory throughout it and apparently at, at um, at night, they can actually break down these walls, um, flatten them out, or move stuff
1: around in them in order to come through and sweep. Um, yeah, the crazy. the ceiling here um, kind of reminds me of, like uh, the the building I'm working in. They, they just did some remodeling in, and it has this like high ceiling, which you know is very warehouse like. Mm-hmm giant air ducts under it and then there's like this lower grid ceiling that I would imagine allows for them to like put up new walls and stuff easier yeah Uh, it's the whole the whole place is modular
0: Um, so now we're coming through here's another urban living this is about the third or fourth um, urban living space this one's only 376 square feet we're gonna pop in here and it seems like pretty spacious spacious and, and comfortable. Yeah.
1: Good um, good. And space.
0: Yeah, they really maximize space. Um, and there's uh, there's another bathroom. Yeah. Is the toilet now? The toilet once again is bolted down. Yeah. Uh, no. Is that
1: Phillips head or flat head? Uh Phillips. Alright, I'll be back. <laughs> you can't stop me, IKEA. Um, you know, we should talk about how, like, the style of the furniture um, is is very modern um, in general and uh, designed to be, like, kind of simple and, and plain... Unadorned. Unadorned, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's still, like... It's, it's affordable, also, which means, like, a step above college furniture. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I feel like all sorts of people buy Ikea. It's, I, I don't want to, like, undercut it. But it's one of those things that you, you buy and you only count on it living for five or so years. It's not, like, some, like, really, really good quality kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's It's sort of meant to be somewhat temporary. Um, Disposable, and and most of it, I think, or, or maybe what they're known for is their more affordable stuff. You know, like end tables for four ninety nine, mm-hmm. or bookshelves for twenty dollars, or whatever. Uh, but they do have some like pretty pricey pieces, um, and the the quality varies. You know, like if you, you when you buy a four ninety nine end table, you're basically getting the cheapest particle board that they could source um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and make look good. But then you can get some pretty hefty things that actually do have some durability. Uh, I've never owned one. Everything that I've ever had from Ikea has um, eventually fallen apart. But um, this seems like a good time to do a little round of Elistination. Elistination. We're going to do an Elistination of the top-selling Ikea products. By name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Just <laughs> There's only one contestant, and I have to guess Swedish names. Yeah. Okay. It's a perfect game. <laughs> um, Hang on, let me see. Let me get my... Uh... I mean, if it's not within sight of me, then I'm in trouble. Uh... <laughs> oh. Um, you know what? Are you, are you ready yet? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Besta. You are I believe correct. Hold on, where did it go? It's it's uh cheap, it's versatile, um and uh and and they fit into these like um you know, drawers what, what am I trying to think of? The chest kind of things So you can like buy Oh,
0: yeah Nine like of them Storage to, units Yeah, to, yeah to, to shelving
1: to units Put into shelving <laughs> units, yeah You're close oh, I'm out
0: You're out <laughs> The number one um, the, the the two most popular items Are the Billy bookcase uh-huh. um, Which is kind of this It's one of those things That you were uh, referencing before uh, Oh, no, this is just a regular bookcase oh, I was thinking of the different very one Very standard yeah, mm-hmm. um, and the other number one is the uh, the lac table, um, which is not loading. But it, that's one of those um, very no frills. Um, they have a coffee table and an end table, um, and I think the end table is like five dollars and the coffee table is like ten or fifteen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other popular uh, items are the poang chair, <laughs> the
1: mom bed. Kalax, or oh, hey, mom. mom? I almost went with like that, but I, I was worried that, that was going to be like a too expensive thing.
0: But yeah, yeah, Mom is like a, kind of the the signature um, no box spring IKEA bed. Got it. It's been in movies like the, for the last twenty years at least. It's been like a mainstay of uh, movie bedrooms. Um, the Kalax shelving units—that's the one I was thinking of mm-hmm. with like the little square compartments that you can slide
1: your Besta into. Um, the Wren's sheepskin rug. Wait, you know what? They need to make. They need to make a Pokemon-style video game. <laughs> <laughs> <Where> you <just> go <laughs> around these collecting. Pieces, <laughs> yeah, they have these pieces of furniture. You just put some eyes on them, put them out <laughs> in the wild, and then you got to catch them all. And the kids start to learn all the names, memorize them. It teaches um, them
0: about urban living, mm-hmm. fitting things into small spaces. I love it. Um, well, and a popular item to catch will be the Ektorp sofa, <laughs> as you can't imagine.
1: And that evolves into the um, torp, <laughs> which is a sectional. But, yeah.
0: yeah, there are a lot of things that are meant to go together with
1: other pieces. Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, you can get a bookshelf. Do they
1: have, like, a style? Like, you know five or six various styles that it's like this bookshelf is meant to go with this bed oh, yeah like a collection yeah a collection. yeah
0: yeah they do i think there's a mom collection okay. there's the collex the collection um snorlax collection snorlax yeah. Squirtle. it's quite awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but but I think what what they 're really known for is more like the mix and matching, so mm-hmm. you can get one of those kind of traditional bare bone shelving units that just has a bunch of open squares and you can get different types of um, fabric bins to slide in them, or you can just use them for books, um, just put them right on the shelves so like even the the store itself is modular, and so is a lot of the uh, merchandise. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're getting into the children's area, the small land satellite, um, <clears throat> which is the most uh, colorful, whimsical section. Um, and it's I believe that's a, little... a porta potty. So if <laughs> I if could you do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> use the toilet yeah. <laughs> in the actual bathrooms, you could maybe. Uh,
1: you could use that instead. Oh, we should also talk about um, when you were looking at your phone a minute ago. I saw they in, the, in their um, guides that you get, uh, which are kind of like famous oh, for catalogs. Uh, no, for like putting together a piece of furniture. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, they they're kind of famous for not having any words in them, and they are really easy to understand. But they're people like to joke that they're really not easy Super to understand. They, they do the best they can for not having words, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, where they have very good diagrams and clear explanations and they have these weird little naked dudes that look like, uh, <laughs> like 70s PBS cartoons or something. <laughs> I'm not sure, but... Um, yeah, with like four strands of hair yeah, sticking out. Yeah, uh, but I like those those drawings.
0: Yeah, those apparently that's another efficiency. They they didn't print words in those booklets to cut down on the amount of paper they had to spend to to include it with the instructions. Yeah. But um, the the process of assembling furniture um, has become somewhat legendary as like a test of strength among. Domestic couples, yes or <laughs> great way friends, to or college roommates, yeah. yeah, and so even like and, and even the process of going through an IKEA
1: has been known to like bring couples to tears or you know yes. erupt in arguments. I, that's why I've sworn off IKEA to Angie, is I just know I can't handle it and <laughs> too childish to make it through the store. Um, I have come back with her a few times, and every single time we go through the back uh, and just go straight to the giant warehouse area that has things in it and and she knows how to navigate that. So. Yeah, that's a little more manageable. Yeah. Hey, races. look, this is where they make the meatballs. Oh, horse oh, joke. Good one. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was like a couple years ago. They they found you know, traces of horse meat in the famous IKEA meatballs. Yeah. Which is appropriate since we're standing here now outside of the cafe.
1: The horse. I gotta take a picture. The horses are literally the right closest <laughs> thing to the cafe. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, they that was just like one batch of them that they recalled and uh, got in a ton of trouble for it. It was like a you know tabloid or not tabloid, but like I don't know, like a late night talk show oh, yeah. punchline for the longest time. And uh, and you know I I looked that up because I I didn't remember. Uh, how that went down exactly, and so I looked that up before this, and, um, and yeah, they, they, somebody found it, they identified it, they recalled it, um, wasn't that big of a deal, the countries, it didn't come to America, um, it went to like a few countries in Europe, and, and then I sort of just got curious and started looking at which countries eat worse. Um and uh, Canada. It is a somewhat normal thing there. Delicacy like see there. Yeah, yeah, more of a delicacy. Uh, Japan, they eat it as sashimi, which I thought was a little bit weird. Oh, yeah, that is weird. Um, so that's, that's raw horse meat. Um, and uh, some other Asian countries are, are into that. But, um, but there was this one story about like, um, so it's never been illegal here to, to eat a horse. a horse. for Yeah. But um, but they kind of cut back on it a while back and banned um, selling it for me and there was this guy who was like a famous chef that served it in Chicago like a year ago and got in trouble for it. Um, but he said that he sourced it through this, you know, good place in Canada and it was fine, but it became this big thing. Um, yeah. Well, never that, had it myself, but
0: no, but i always I always think that I would simply because people like do have such a know. visceral reaction to it it 's like yep. Um, yep. arguably even more taboo than like eating a dog in America. like people here have like this ridiculous reverence for horses, yeah, um, <clears throat> but that kind of highlights some of the differences um, internationally that uh, make The whole IKEA experience kind of seemed so exotic for people in America and in fact I read that um, the first store, the first American store, I think opened in the 80s like 1985 or 86. There were stores in the 70s, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it. (laughs) They don't go back any further than that. We were just bartering before that. Uh, The first, first IKEA in the United States opened in Philadelphia. And uh, I guess at the time they they didn't think to kind of translate the experience to America American shoppers. So everything was listed in like centimeters. And oh, um, we don't go for that. No, no, no. And of course, it all had these weird. Um, all the products had these weird names. Um, based on which they doubled down on rivers in Sweden are <laughs> they? yeah they're, they're like um, they're drawn from places or um, natural uh, formations um, regions of Sweden and the reason that they um, initially went with that um, convention of naming products after these Swedish things was because the um, uh, the founder he was dyslexic and so when they tried to do product codes, he would keep getting the numbers transposed hmm. uh, incorrectly. So they went with it, and it became uh, a staple of uh, IKEA. And to the point that you cannot walk through here without making jokes about saws.: Yeah, it's
1: just fun to say. Yeah. Oh, here's the the
0: sheepskin. This is one of the top products here. Hey. With these very fuzzy. There's a
1: whole wall of uh, cowhides, fake (laughs) cowhides.
0: I'm definitely getting a photo of
1: that. Um, They have pink cowhides. Smidey. They're very soft.
0: Oh, yeah, those look very fetching. I might actually need one of those for uh, the holidays. Well,
1: Christmas is coming up, John. It
0: is. Did you draw my name in the archive secret Santa?
1: I can't tell.
0: (laughs) We need to find your um, best... I think we're getting into the story
1: like, areas here. Those are kind of familiar. Uh, so now they've grown to have 415 stores. I think this is a year or two old, actually, so it might be more than that. In 49 countries. And on the website, they have 12,000 products. <laughs> Which is crazy to me. That, that is... Borderline insulting <laughs> <laughs> um, they get two billion web visitors a year, and, and also their are uh, like five years ago their just their restaurant slash grocery department was making two billion a year so Which that is crazy, considering
0: the prices of things there like I mean you get a whole meal for like a dollar ninety nine really yeah in fact, I think um, i don 't know if they still do this, but there's a, a thing going a few years ago um, where you could get into the restaurant if you the store opens at like 10 a.m. but you can come to the restaurant at nine and get this full plate of breakfast with like bacon
1: and potatoes and eggs for like 99 cents. Huh. So that that has got to be a loss leader, But um, that's an interesting tactic because it's like nobody would ever come here for dinner. But like, how many times have you been at a store that is uh, has a four-hour walk in it, and <laughs> you start to get hangry I hate that word. And so they're just like trying to avoid that altogether. And they're like, "Hey, we're gonna give you a ten-dollar meal for a dollar, and you are gonna spend three hundred dollars more than you would have otherwise." Yeah. We're at that spot where they have the Death Star blowing up. Oh it's, yeah, yeah. That's those are cool. Those.
0: Yeah, I've always been a big fan of the lighting area for... Aesthetic reasons Yeah um, Like they it, it just They do a very good job Of displaying their Lighting fixtures And I love the These balloon li- lamps That they have over here uh, Like you know
1: If you just had like One of those balloon lamps Sitting down a shelf It literally wouldn't look All that impressive mm-hmm, but, but they've, they've got it, 15 they've in, of them Yeah And mm-hmm. you can get them For six ninety nine each Yeah I also like these uh, I mean I would never Put that in my house But they have these, this one That uh, also looks like a death star exploding, but uh, with flowers. And I feel like if if you had that in your um, if your girl's dorm room, uh, she would be the coolest kid on campus. <laughs> that would be the only thing in the room, depending on the school you went to. It's like four feet wide. That's yeah, crazy. It's Larger than most children. <laughs>
0: this section has always been kind of weird decor yeah. Um, yeah it just doesn't seem like uh something you would associate with a uh, modular uh, living space but they have all these like um,
1: giant prints
0: yeah lots of prints uh,
1: there's a lion
0: Monroe
1: um in Warhol style a low poly line drawing of a deer with some a-plus Pinterest shit right here. <laughs> That's called the Piat. Also, you know, at the beginning of this, we said that the employees were eyeballing us. Yeah. I, I flipped on that. Now I feel like we have to be like the hundredth podcast to record <laughs> in this IKEA, because I've had a lot of them just see me walking around with a microphone, just like, yeah, just keep going. <laughs> Another Tuesday night. Uh, speaking of the employees, the,
0: the company is apparently uh, a pretty good one to work for um, if you're working in the retail sector, because uh, I guess that they're they're pretty flexible and uh, they're known for like uh, a pretty big Christmas celebration. And like I read, people can sometimes like win computers
1: or, or you know, computers given to them as like a holiday bonus. Wait, that besta is hundred and five dollars. There's besta is a very broad term.
0: Yeah, numerous bestas.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing
0: at least seven different bestas right now. Uh, so we've made it to the warehouse, which is where um, dreams you... die. <laughs> <laughs> I've always liked it because of the um, the floors are so mm-hmm. slick that you can slide around pretty easily and this is something that i've always loved about ikea and i've discovered and fell in love with the very first time the carts the shopping carts you used to push through uh this area um, work in 360
1: degrees, uh-huh. so I can you can, start spin start. I can spin them start. in a full
0: circle, and you can actually move them in any direction, no matter how you have them positioned. That's pretty neat. Incredible fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so, th- but the the self-service warehouse, if you decide you need a lac end table or a Kallax, uh bookshelf, you come here to pick it up and put it on your um, cart, and it is in uh, one of these many million.
1: Uh, cardboard boxes strewn throughout here. And it is hundred percent warehouse in here. It's like yeah, the total warehouse. Ceiling it's is like, like fifty feet up. Um uh, you can also many people don't know this, but get your own forklift and just go ahead and get anything off the top shelf. They're is good that with true? that. Yeah the forklifts also have omnidirectional wheels on them. They're tight. You can race in them. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, we never did find your uh, your best. My best.
0: maybe it'll be up here. Um, so there's the the store experience ends with uh, this
1: tears collection <laughs>
0: of like seasonal items and. Uh, uh, bins, And I've heard that this area, well, there, there's an area like this in, in every store, um, and I've heard it referred to as the open your wallet section oh. because it's just um, populated with nothing but impulse purchases mm-hmm. like um, packages of napkins you know you you come here and you say like okay i'm going to buy a couch but you leave with a package of paper napkins Mm -hmm. in your cart because
1: it's the way that ikea wants to do it maybe a cactus or (laughs) christmas (laughs) plant the family or candle
0: um and i have to admit like personally i find like some of the seasonal stuff to be the most interesting it's almost like they uh Afford the designers carte blanche to just go with it, since it's only gonna it's gonna be manufactured cheaply and it's only gonna be around for a month. Yeah, they they, they get a little bit more
1: artistic license to be playful. Like um, there's a pillowcase here that's uh, looks like a Christmas sweater, but it's got dicks all over it. It's a bold choice that they would not <laughs> do in June, but they've only got a month. <laughs> Well, I guess this is about it. Dude, yeah, we got to go check out. We reached the end of our journey. Uh, you, John, you go on without me. I'm going back to get that best of um, Tell Angie I love her. <laughs> and tell Drew to shove it.
0: <laughs>
1: Godspeed. Uh, let's put this in the York
0: Night.